Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. So would you just wake your neighbor up and just say to them, I'm a temporary resident on earth. Come on. I'm a temporary resident on earth. Good. Amen. Now, as we begin to understand that, is that different thinking than you walked in? That's very different than we thought. Guarantee. Most of you didn't think about heaven the last month. Except if you had a friend passing away or someone really in an accident, that kind of a thing. But we just think about what? Here and now. How often do you think about heaven? Do you ever ponder heaven or hell? You might be thinking, I've got enough to think about here. I don't have time to think about all that afterlife stuff. Well, Pastor Mark will be teaching today that you need to be spending some time thinking about your mortality. You'll be reminded that just like everyone else, your life is going to end. If you're a follower of Jesus, you'll learn more about your destiny, as well as the destiny of those who reject Jesus' offer of never-ending life. Please listen closely to what Pastor Mark has to say today. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, as he begins his message, Living with a Pilgrim Mentality. An old farmer was a little concerned about the boy who was working for him. So he asked him, hey, John, what do you do with your spare time? John replied, sometimes I sits and thinks. Other times I just sits. Well, the Bible tells us we're not here just to sits. You're sits today right here. But there's more. We're supposed to be going where? Forward, forward. Now, Paul taught this about thinking. If our thinking's wrong, our actions are going to be wrong. Look what the Bible says, Proverbs 23, 7. For as he or she thinks in his or her heart, so he or she becomes. Understand this principle. What we think, we become. Thinking is all about our brain and our heart. And that thinking applies to, if I'm thinking incorrectly, I will live incorrectly. If I'm thinking biblically by the mind of Christ, then I'll think and act like Jesus. That's the way it is. Now, anybody hear this term, stinking thinking? Yeah, we probably had a couple of those thoughts during the year. Well, in the Old Testament and the New Testament, we see a change in thinking. A key word is a word that has nothing to do with thanksgiving. Pilgrims. Pilgrims. Hebrews 11.13. All these people, talking about Old Testament saints, were still living by faith 
when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance. And they admitted they were aliens and strangers, pilgrims on the earth. There's a mentality that the Bible gives us that sometimes we're not very good at. Pilgrims. Here's the terms. Aliens, strangers. Here's the one I like. Temporary residents on the earth. Temporary residents on the earth. Now, these Old Testament believers had lived their whole lives by faith. They'd heard of the coming Messiah in the Old Testament, never saw it happen. They heard about the things of heaven, never saw it happen. They believed and admitted they were simply strangers on the earth. They were living by faith, which pleased God. They knew the world was not their final home. And that's why you see in the Old Testament and New Testament the term pilgrim. Pilgrims, temporary on the earth. Howard Hendricks, great Bible teacher from Dallas Seminary, says this. Most people think that they are in the land of the living, headed toward the land of the dead. But the real truth is, we are in the land of the dying, but headed toward the land of the living. See, that's a whole different thinking. That's a whole different thinking. So I want to give you two things to think about now, and I want you to write them down, and then I'm going to give you four keys. Here's the first one. Know you, if you're a Christian, here's your mentality. You are a pilgrim. We're all pilgrims. If you're a Christian, this is the thinking you should have. We're all pilgrims. We're temporary residents in transit on our way to heaven, which is our final destination. Now, this is part of a new series I begin today, Live Here Now. Well, that's where we are today. I have to have this mindset that I'm here, you're alive, you're breathing, you're with me, I'm here for a purpose as a Christ follower. And we'll learn more about that over the series. Well, how should I live here? I have to know that this is temporary. This is not our long-term place. We're just traveling through. Remember, our earthly life is preparation for eternity. That's where we're headed. Now, the second part of this series, it's going to mesh together as we go through First and Second Thessalonians. Then live there, heaven, forever. So you can see a focus if you look at that. If here is temporary, 100 years, 20 years, whatever. My wife and I are reading the book of Genesis this week. One of those guys, 820 years. I turn to my wife, hey, are you up for that? I never got a comment from her. (laughs) I'm not up for that. I don't care if you live 820 years. How long is eternity? All right, tell me. How long is forever? Can you understand that? You're better than me. It'll take me forever to think how forever, forever is. No, we can't think it. So there's a balance in understanding it. When we get to the live there forever, First Thessalonians is going to go into the book of Revelation. We're going to have some fun. We're not doing all the book of Revelation, obviously, but we're going to go through with those principles so we understand it. So would you just wake your neighbor up and just say to them, I'm a temporary resident on earth. Come on. I'm a temporary resident on earth. Good. Amen. Now, as we begin to understand that, is that different thinking than you walked in? That's very different than we thought. Guaranteed. Most of you didn't think about heaven the last month. 
Except if you had a friend passing away or someone really in an accident, that kind of a thing. But we just think about what? Here and now. But there's a balance to that, and that's what it is. A mindset basically is that we're not staying here very long. I don't care how many years you live. There's nothing permanent about this earth. It's all going to go away. It's going to be burned up. We get a new heaven and a new earth. Now, it's not enough to know that you're a pilgrim, that I'm a pilgrim. I'm a kind of a temporary resident. I know that, but it's not enough. How do I live here? Because I'm not in heaven yet. I'm right here. How do I live here with that mindset? Well, here's what Peter says. First Peter 2. Dear friends, I warn you as, here we go, temporary residents, kind of like a foreigner, to keep away from worldly desires that wage war against your very soul. So we're introduced to spiritual warfare. Be careful to live properly among your unbelieving neighbors that even if they accuse you of doing wrong, because they have a different mindset, you'll see that in a moment, they will see your honorable behavior and they will give honor to God when he judges the world. So not only do I have to know that I'm a pilgrim, here's the second thing you want to write. I have to think and live like I or you are a pilgrim. Remember, how we think is basically how we become. Now, most Christ followers think different than the world thinks. We are to have the mind of Christ. When we read the Bible, we get how God thinks because the Bible is God's mind. Here's how he thinks. If you want to know what we should do, you just read the Bible. The Bible tells us how to do life. And thinking different means that Christ followers will live different. That's why you're here. That's why we teach the word of God. Now, we have a different focus and a different outlook on life. Take a look at these two principles. Christ followers see life from God's perspective. God is living in heaven. He's always been there. But our perspective from God's point of view is eternity is where we're going. That's forever. That's the emphasis. Of course, we still live here, but the world doesn't look at where they're going. The unbelievers live with a different perspective here and now. There's very little planning for the future. They don't even think about the future. Just give it to me now. Help me to take care of things. I want to make this life great. We all do. We want to be here. We enjoy life. But pretty soon, life is over. And then what? They just basically don't think about it. Satan causes them to think only about here and now. Now, when you see that happening, when I say we're different from unbelievers, we're not better than unbelievers because realistically, we live different because of God's grace in the Holy Spirit. Before you were a Christian, you didn't focus on heaven. You never even thought about heaven, really. You just did what you thought you should do. You directed your own life. See, there's only two ways to live. Ask yourself when I give these two, which of these is you? Number one, the first way to live, the Bible just tells us, very simple. Jesus said it. Follow me. He leads. We follow. The other one is this. Follow myself. That's really a deception. See, if you follow yourself and you're not a believer, you know who you're really following? Satan. Oh, Pastor Mark, you're crazy. No, you're just deceived. There's only two kingdoms, kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. 
You're in one or the other. And that kingdom means where that person rules. Satan rules this world. God rules the whole world, but specifically, of course, heaven. So think about that. So I want to give you today now four biblical ways to live as pilgrims. Four ways. Because we are living here. I'm not going out. We have, people say to you on the street, you're always looking up to heaven. What do you, well, my pastor said I just have to keep my eyes on heaven. <laughs> yeah, thank you for not driving with your eyes on heaven. Or you will be there very soon. <laughs> now, here's number one. Pilgrims use their time wisely. Psalm 39.4. Show me, O Lord, my life's end. And notice it doesn't say, and the number of my years. Notice what it says, and the number of my days. That's how quick it can change. Let me know how fleeting is my life. Pilgrims know their days on earth are simply numbered. You don't know, I don't know, I don't know how long I'll live, when I'll die, or how I'll die. But I know I'm going to die. So do you. We all know that. Well, let me show you notable deaths in 2018. Just some pictures, some names. These people we lost through the year of 2018. Billy Graham. Eugene Peterson, who wrote the message. Penny Marshall. How many remember Laverne and Shirley? Gone. President George H.W. Bush and his wife, Barbara. Roy Clark, Burt Reynolds, Senator John McCain, Aretha Franklin, and I know you remember this one, Anthony Bourdain. Now, when you look at those lives, many of those people were Christians. Many were not, as far as we know. I often wondered with those people, if they knew that their death was coming, they maybe had been sick a while, Did they on their deathbed, while they had a mind that they could still think, think, wow, I wasted my life. If I had a chance, could I do it different? Man, look, it's too late. It's too late. One of my favorite illustrations of that is a person many, many years ago had surveys of people who died. They were getting ready to die. They were older people. And he did this survey for 40 years. Not believers. I'm sure there were believers in there, but most of them were unbelievers. He didn't ask that question. Here's what he said. If you could live your whole life over, what would you do different? And he had all these answers from people. I'm going to show you the top three. For more than 40 years, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people said, here are the top three regrets I have. Here's what I would do different. Number one, I would have reflected more on my life. If I had a chance to do it over, I would have reflected more on my life. Basically, here's a comment from one of them. I was too busy and didn't take time to think about what I was doing with my life. Time is the most valuable asset you have. It's the most valuable asset I have. Remember the three priorities from the Bible? God, people, and how we use our time. 
See, sometimes you think, well, I'm doing pretty good with my time. I don't want to do good with their time. I want to do the best with my time. But only God knows how to do that. Now, think about this. It's time to stop right now. We just finished 218. We're going to go to 219. So I want you to look at that statement. I would have reflected more on my life. How can you and I, as we head into 219, reflect more on what we're doing on our life? Think about that. As you look back at 218, I'm sure all of us said, that was a waste. Sometimes, well, I should say all the time, on and off, we worry about little things. And pretty soon I'm focusing on the worry, and then you go to the Scripture. Stop worrying, pray, give it to God. See, worry goes on forever. Turn it over, God stops right there. But sometimes if I don't, I'm wasting my time worrying what? Because worry accomplishes how much? Yeah, we all know that, and yet what do we do? We worry. Some of you are worried right now. Of course, that's an ordinary thing Life. Give it to God, give it to God. Second regret, I would have lived a life filled with purpose and fulfillment. I don't know the answer to this, but I'm sure you thought about it as well. When Anthony Bourdain committed suicide, he was the top of everything, head of CNN as far as known name, all over the world, travel, every woman he wanted in the world, all the restaurants, all the money he had. He committed suicide. Why? He had no purpose. You see, a life without purpose is empty and unfulfilling. No matter what you can do, you will never be at peace because God created you and me to be in a relationship with him. Without that relationship, every road we go down is a dead end. Unless you have a personal relationship with God, you will never find purpose and peace and meaning in your life. Never, never. Ten of you like that. The rest of you are going like, yeah, yeah, sure, 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 sure. I'm telling you the truth. I'll share with you as we move on in the series. Do you know what the suicide rate has done? Through the roof. Why? No hope, no meaning in life, no purpose. I would have lived a life filled with purpose and fulfillment. You can only do that when you turn your life over to Jesus Christ. Only way. Only way. Only way. Now, number three, I would have taken more risks. Remember that worker at the start of the story? I just sit. I just sit. When you see the word risk, spiritually, that's the word faith. See, if we're going to please God, the book of Hebrews says, I have to live a life of faith. Believing in him, trusting in him, not seeing the future, but taking steps of faith. Not just sits. Think about it. Are you and I pleasing God by taking steps of faith in our life? Somebody said this in the answer to that when they said, this is my third regret. They would call it their first regret. Listen, I played life too safe. The boring routine of life made me feel numb. I felt most alive when I took more risks by growing and being stretched. Now, notice, these people are not believers, but that fits in perfect. 
You see, when we take steps of faith, what is God doing? He's growing us. He's maturing us. He's stretching us. And that's where purpose comes in. What gets you up in the morning? Now, Pastor Myers, a cup of coffee. That's fine. But really, what gets you up? What gives you purpose and meaning? To serve God for another day, man? God's good, amen? He's great. He's blessed us. He's blessed us. So you have to say, God, how can I bless you? Being a person of faith. I want you to think about that this year. When he stretches you, some of you, when we get ready to start all these home groups, prayer culture that comes. Pastor Mark, you guys actually come here at 6 in the morning? What are you, crazy? No, we love God. And God answers prayer. You'll be shocked at our campuses at 6 a.m. in the morning, especially Monday and Fridays when people can come or whatever during prayer culture. We'll have more than 1,000 people just at this campus at 6 a.m. And people drive going, what's happening? They're giving something away free at that church? What? <laughs> They're going to work and they drive. I'm serious. We, had to get, we have to get police to take all the cars that come in. Why? Because God answers prayer. We have to take steps of faith. Some of you have never signed up for a home group. Why? I don't want to be with those funky people. You're funky yourself. What's your problem? Aren't we all funky or what? We are. Look at around you. Hello. We're all funky people made in the image of God. Get yourself in a home group. Small. Take a step of faith. Praise the Lord. Now, those regrets that I gave you are not the only regrets we have. All of us have regrets from 218 because we gave in to temptation. And we had to ask God to forgive us. You see, we are to learn from our past regrets, but we are not to live in the past. I have to learn from them, but I'm not to live. We have a gracious, forgiving God, so let's make sure we've asked God to forgive us and then move forward. Don't live in 2018. That's not where you're at. You might have blown a few checks still writing 218, but we don't live in 218. I want you to turn to your neighbor right now and say this. I'm leaving my past in the past, and I'm going forward. Come on, tell them right now. I'm leaving it. I'm leaving it. Now, here's what I want you to do. Wait a minute. Just a minute. Just take your hand like this. This is your past in 218. I want you to put it under your seat right there. Come on, put it right under your seat. Everybody put it right under your seat. By the way, you're, you're, you're mixing with the first services pass right there. Just take it right there. Just put it right there. And then I want you to look at the bottom of your seat and do this. Bye. I'm serious. Bye. Now, if I see anybody when we dismiss, you get up and go, oh, good. I'm, li- I'm going to look you out. I'm going to get you at the door. Because we're leaving the past. Where? In the past. Hallelujah. And what are we doing? We're going forward. Amen. In today's teaching, Pastor Mark taught that the Bible has a lot to say about your thinking and thought processes. You learned about the relationship between correct thinking and correct behavior. Thinking the wrong way about God leads to a defective relationship with Him. You learned where to find the proper thinking and how to get it into your life. You don't have to wait to hear another message from Lessons for Living. 
Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com to access our archive of messages on various topics and books of the Bible. Subscribe to our podcast as well to receive updated teachings as soon as they're made available. We're so glad you joined us today, and we'd love to connect with you. Feel free to contact us with your questions and prayer requests at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue his teaching, Living with a Pilgrim Mentality. You'll hear more about what your true relationship between the world, the devil, and you is. You'll learn more about the enemies that want to keep you from God's best for you. You'll discover a powerful ally that is ready and waiting to help you get your thinking on the right track, where God wants you to be. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, Live Here Now, then Live There Forever. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.